Hi, Courtney. Hi, Twitch. Courtney, what time is it? It's time to remember who our favorite couples are. It's time to remember the magic with Jackie and Courtney. I thought you were going to make a joke about how you have COVID and you can't remember anything. I thought that's what you were pausing for, and I was like, oh, God. <clears throat> nope. So, this is the podcast where we, two millennials, are rewatching Disney movies in order. Uh, but we hit an end of a decade. It's the end of the 80s. Courtney is officially in the world. Yay! Yay! So, we are going to recap uh, the 80s movies, talk about our emails, and do our favorite Disney couples. Oh, we're talking about the emails, too? Oh, okay. I'm ready for that. I am going to pull it up so I have it in front of me, because I am not as ready for that as I have wanted to we be. We can't but... talk about the one I didn't reply to yet. We can talk about the other the other ones. But also, well, you never told me the password, so now I can't look at them. I'll tell you the podcast when we're the password. Oh, I can just do it here, and then I'll redact it. It is... Uh... So we have... Two people who've responded to us. We have Ashley, who's by far our number one fan. And then um, Liz, who uh, asked us if we were going to do... I, I think we should respond to Liz's first, because it's this more simple one to respond to. So Liz wrote to us that uh, she asked if we planned on doing Disney Channel original movies. And said that would be fun, and then wished us to have a magical day, which is super cute, because that's what people in the park say. Uh, I planned on doing, I read your response and I agreed with what you said, where I really feel like that's something special we can do, um, once we get through the core or even just as like special episodes here and there, although special episodes are not happening as frequently with COVID going on. So what, uh, okay. So I said that we were going to possibly do the, the, the movies after we finished all of the animated and direct to DVD movies that are included in that. I just wanted to be clear. Cause you just said, Courtney, I agree with you. And then I was worried that no one would know what we were talking about. I thought I followed up by saying what you said. And you said, Courtney, I agree with you. We're doing, doing the core. And then I don't know if anyone knows what you meant by the core. Cause I didn't understand. Understand. Uh, fair enough. Okay. So, that was Liz. Liz, thank you for writing to us. And then Ashley. How do you think we should handle it? So, Ashley uh, has listened to every episode. Uh, I think she's only a couple episodes behind right now. And so, she actually has been writing to us, like, like one or two sentences after every movie. So, I don't want to go through all of them on here. Because I think that that would be a lot. What do you think? Yeah, that's a lot. But I know what I want to do. So, in Ashley's okay. first email... She sent us, um, she had some really, really interesting parts. Um, like, I thought it was really cool that in the Dalmatians, it, it did remind her of her birthing experience. And that was something that was very odd, odd for me, because I'm not a mother. I didn't even think, like, that would be a thing that people would be reminded of when they watched Dalmatians. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, um... Yeah. Yeah, it was really special to hear about, like, uh, the stuff going on with, like, her feeling like, uh, she connected with Perdita just because of Perdita's pain and, and, uh, 
emotionality with her babies. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, she also is having some cool, like, she didn't like things as much as when she, like, she didn't like stuff so much when she was younger, but now as an adult, she appreciates it more, kind of like we are with some of them. So that's pretty Yeah, neat. she also agreed with you about Winnie the Pooh, where it was something that she liked when she was little, but it, it doesn't have the same... Oh, I was just looking at her first email. Hold on. No, I looked at the second one, too. We're just... She, she also agreed with you that the Jungle Book felt really cringy. That was very important to me. I was like, oh, no, I hated that. I didn't like that at all. Um, yeah, it was weird, the Jungle Book thing. I'm going to stand by that. I'm glad this, that other people, like, zeroed in on how weird that was. Um, I thought that was cool. And I kind of dig that she gives us her answers to the to our decade wrap-ups. Like, her top favorite movie oh, yeah, was really Cinderella. I do like that. Yeah. Her sidekick. Her number one sidekick is Olaf. Yeah. And her villain was Cruella. Which is cool, because, like, yeah, like I, I love Cruella, but she didn't appear on yours, so it's like, maybe other people don't like Cruella as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And someone else like Gurgi. So, she likes Gurgi. Twitch likes Gurgi. Whole thing. If we were to redo the sidekicks, Gurgi would not appear on it, but he might appear on it. I don't know. I have to think about it. Right. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Um. But yeah, my, my, the most, like I said, the most interesting snippet was definitely for me the way she related to Perdita. It just didn't ever click to me like that. Yeah. 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 So thank you, both of our. E- I mean, not both of our emailers, both of our emailers, but also thank you, Ashley, for the multiple emails you've sent. Because even if we don't respond, they do make us happy that you always have something that you want to add or talk about. I kept trying to respond, but you changed the fucking email password after I read it. <laughs> I couldn't remember to, like, yell at you or ask what the hell happened, because I thought I just forgot it. But turns <laughs> out you changed the email password. You just wanted to get me got. I don't know why I did it. I had a whole reason. You forgot it? You know how, like, sometimes, like, when women are in labor, husbands will have, like, sympathy pains, where they'll actually experience, like, pain like they're in labor? Mm-hmm. Or, like, when women gain the weight to have a baby, sometimes men also gain the weight. Do you think you're having COVID brain with me? I wonder if I have COVID brain. Maybe. Like, I was having a lot of trouble reading earlier when we were doing um, The Little Mermaid. Maybe. And I kept feeling like I was going to stutter. And then I was like, but why? I don't have COVID. Mm. Maybe I have sympathy fog. Oh, okay, and so now is the part where we normally go through and we talk about each of the movies in the decade. Do you feel ready for that? Ted, you have to start thinking of your theme, too, because that's always you. And I, I've been thinking, I cannot think of a theme for these. You gotta tell me the movies so I can remember. I know, I'm gonna go in order. Okay, oh, I'm ready. you want me to read them to you quick? Um, well, we have The Fox and the Hound. Mm-hmm. Tron. Yeah. The Black Cauldron. Technically, where toys comes from, but that's on our Patreon only. The Black Cauldron, Basil the Great Mouse Detective, um, 
The Brave Little Toaster, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Oliver and Company. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, there's a th- 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 theme this time so much. I have but that's okay. It's going to change now that they have more people I... working and they're a bigger company. Oh, so. and The Little Mermaid. I'm sorry. And The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, I have a theme idea, but I'll tell you at the end. I want to marinate on it a little bit. Well, you should tell me now so I can marinate and come to your defense if you're right. No. Okay, I'll be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the first one from in the '80s block was the Fox and the Hound. Fox and the Hound was one that you know you were really looking forward to. Um, I remember I really liked like Fox and the Hound was like the first Pixar feeling one to me, in the way that Pixar often gives you an ending that isn't what the protagonists wanted, but it's what they needed. Yeah. And, like, you know, Fox didn't get to stay with Widow Tweed, but, you know, it was still a happy ending. And I, li- I like seeing him with Copper, and I, you know, it's not a life lesson I like, but I do respect the life lesson where, like, the people you were friends with when you're little aren't the people that you're going to be friends with when you grow up, unless you're, like, super lucky. Yes. Like us. Correct. I liked, the, I mean, the Fox and the Hound is still my favorite. Well, one of my favorites. Yeah. I didn't change. I didn't leave my top list or anything like that. I, uh, super I like it. it. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites. Whatever. You don't have to like everything I like, but I'm gonna just objectively say that it's... You're wrong. It's okay. It's okay. I can be wrong. Hmm? It's okay. I can be wrong. <laughs> you're not even gonna fight me on it? No. Why? It's a fantastic movie that I liked it because it was it's it's such a good story about growing up and I still think it's dope. It just uh bums me out. Okay. Yeah. So after that, then, was uh, a little special movie because of how happy it made you. It's called Tron. Yes. I could never see Tron again and be fine with it. Yeah, me too. I, I just... I don't know. I like Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Even though you didn't for a minute or two, but you still liked him. Oh, yeah. I'm... Jeff Bridges is a sexy man. Yep, I have this picture of him on my desktop now. I look at it sometimes. Do you? Yeah, here, I'll send it to you again. Well, I didn't ask for that. It was the one that I pixelized for (laughs) for the joke (laughs) for the Facebook page. I was pretending it was album art, and really it was just the dude. Guy, why do we have to watch Tron again? We have to, Courtney. Sequels. Uh, I what is something I because because we're supposed to try and do a pro and con for every movie. Uh, I didn't like how washed out everything was in in Tron, but I loved and and this is like 
I'm my own worst enemy where I didn't like how washed out everything was in Tron, but I did I do love how everything like the colors glowed because of it. Like those bodysuits were fucking cute as fuck. Not right. I I I did not like Tron, but I did like Jeff Bridges. And then after that, we did Where the Toys Come From, but we're not going to talk about that because it's on our Patreon. Yeah, and it's not a Disney movie, so I don't want to hear it. Well, it is a Disney movie, but it's not animated, so we got bamboozled by it, like, to be honest with you. Barely. We, yeah, we did. We Like, like I, I was listening to it, and like three minutes in, we're like, this is wrong. This isn't right. Yep. So then after that would be The Black Cauldron. I dig it. I'd watch it again. Do you? I didn't I, dig it. I it, actually like I was indifferent, but now I think I like it. I would watch it again too. Like, it was really metal. I loved. I loved Gurgi. Gurgi really made me feel things. Honest, but I also like Princess Alonwi too. Gurgi. Like I could leave Gurgi behind. I could leave Gurgi behind up until he does the thing at the end. Alright. Like, like, I, Gurgi, like, basically, if something were to happen where all the audio of Gurgi got lost, I would be totally fine with that up until, like, when he's like, but wait, Master has friends, Gurgi has no friends. Okay. Although I do love when he says, my munchings and crunchings. What do I not like about the Black Cauldron? Oh, fucking Taryn. Really? Yeah, I hated him the whole time. Oh, I hated Gertie the whole time. No. I also, I wish that Henwin was in it more, because I got really excited for Henwin, and then she just dipped. Oh, uh, no, I didn't care about Henwin either. Yeah, we're different people. Yeah, I forget that sometimes. Yeah, like, we think that we're going to be alike because we love each other so much, but then, like, we never agree on anything, really. Nah. I think we agree on general things, and then once it gets down to specifics, we're like, nope. Yeah, that's true. Which one's next? After that was uh, Basil the Great Mouse Detective. What do I like about that movie? Oh, you give me a minute. I like something about it. I like the juxtaposition in the characters of Radigan and Basil because one's a mouse and one's a rat. And so, like, when I see them, I think they're very similar. But, like, they do make him into just a really scary guy. Like, Radigan is a very scary villain. And I feel like you just don't think about him really because he's not, you know, a big, like, a big villain that's in things that people talk about. Like, you know, there's no sequel to The Great Mouse Detective and Radigan isn't someone you see in the parks or anything, but he is a pretty scary villain. When he hulks out, he is a very intimidating guy. Okay. What do I like about the Grace Mount? Wasn't that what you didn't like? Wait, wait, you just told me what you liked. Oh, what I did not like. Everything else? It's, it's pretty, it's kind of boring. Like it's, there are, there are scenes that I like in it, but I feel like it's, I'm just sitting there waiting for the scenes I like instead of going on a journey. Yeah, it was not engaging to me really at all. Yeah, it's it's a very pretty film, I think. 
but it's not engaging. I could never watch that again and be happy with that. It's it's that, it's actually below really Tron for, for me. You. Yeah, but there's like on the out of the eighty movies we watched, and by eighty I mean like thirty something. Most of them you could never watch again, and you would be fine. Yeah, but you know I would. But normally, I say if you wanted to watch it, I'd watch it again. I don't, I would just be like, yeah, can we not for the Great Mouse Detective? All right. It's that unmemorable to me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So next was Brave Little Toaster. What did you like? What did you not like? I liked most everything about the Brave Little Toaster. To be honest with you. You have to pick, like, one thing to talk about, though. I'm kind getting there. I liked... Very, I liked the... The message about consumerism and waste. Actually. You are you are so boring. It was cool. No, it's cool. You're right. What I didn't like was... I liked the Meatloaf song. And I liked the Rocky Horror song. But I didn't feel like they necessarily flowed naturally in the movie. And I didn't like the other songs all that much. Hmm. So I don't think they were integrated as well as they could have been. My favorite thing about the Brave Little Toaster was the music. Hmm. Except for the 80s song. That was all about how consumerism is bad. Yeah. I liked all the other songs. I thought that they were super catchy and they were fun. I agree. I don't think they... I don't think the 80s one meshed. But I actually disagree that I do think the Rocky Horror one and the Meatloaf one especially flowed very naturally in there. Where, like, especially the Meatloaf one. Because, like, that's the one where, like... I think that the meat- drums start as the magnet scoops up a car, so it's like bam, and it's da 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 da. Yeah, the meatloaf and the Rocky Horror one were the closest to be integrated. The other ones, I didn't feel like they were. Well, that's hard to say too, because like Tutti Fruity was literally him turning a radio station and getting Tutti Fruity. Yeah, but I didn't so, like yeah. that other one at all. Uh, th- I think that that one was just kind of boring to you. I think it was just a boring song for you, but I think it I don't know. There's well. something about it. It just didn't feel like, I don't know. They snuck in there, right? It just, it was the same way I felt about the songs in the, 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 the Sleeping Beauty. Hmm. It could be standalone and you don't what need. What I disliked the most it used that plot device that I really, really get uncomfortable with, where someone is try- like two different groups are trying to meet up together and they just keep missing each other. Like those plot, like whenever that's a plot in something, it just creates a lot of anxiety in me. So like I guess that would be it, is that it makes me feel anxious. Okay. Perfect. And not like in a fun, suspenseful way, just in a way. I also think that the reference, like um. Some of these movies are very timeless, where you can watch, like, if you watch The Little Mermaid, it's going to feel timeless, where, like, I always thought it was older, because it's, it's based on an old Hans Christian Andersen story, but then today, when we found out, like, 
Lincoln's bust is in her grotto, I was like, no, it could have been in the 1800s. Like, that's fair. But, like, because, like, you literally really, I mean, you can't tell. Like, there are no cars or anything because it's a horse-drawn carriage, but there are places that use horse-drawn carriages still. I guess the washing machines. I kind of, I, I don't know. With the Little Mermaid, I, their outfits and stuff, everything is, it, it definitely has a time frame, for me at least. I think it has a time frame, but I think like up, like it's in the past, but you can't really determine where in the past. Maybe I mean unless you're real into the 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 fashion stuff because it is very of that time kind of fashion. But is it though? Because like her wedding dress is based off of Princess Di and has those big. I feel like her sleeves. everything other than her wedding, like Eric's outfits and Grim Gr- 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 Grimsby's outfit and. Her other dress, the blue one. But her and her bangs are also very eighties. Okay. Like I feel like it's. I, when I said the fashion, it, it meant like the clothes. I didn't mean like her hair, but yeah, I guess so. I don't know. No, I think like I think like there's an eighties feel to it, but I also think there's like an older feel to it too, and I think that's what makes it timeless is that it's like it's got multiple things going on, so you can't just kind of pigeon it into one or the other. Yeah, okay. And then like and then like calypso music and stuff. Like I just feel like it makes it hard to say, "Oh, this is when it occurred." Whereas like the Brave Little Toaster definitely has references like like Vincent Price. People aren't going to get that for very much longer. If they get it now, like you get it cuz you you know Vincent Price, but Fatty, I don't know if Thaddeus does. I don't think Katie definitely doesn't know Vincent Price is. Okay, I get you. Yeah. So, it, like, it's a movie that I'm watching it, and it's fine. It's it's totally fine that it's dated, but, like, it is a very dated movie. So then next is uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Do you okay. want me to go first? Yeah. It's really hard to pick a favorite thing from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, because Who Framed Roger Rabbit is just, like, honestly, this might be the best movie of the of the, of the decade for me. Like, it's hard to do this, the, 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 what was your high, what was your low for it, because literally it's just, it's got so many strengths. Mm. Um, I guess, I think the best thing has to be the way they, like, they try to break those rules, where, like, they had the characters move around, they had them picking up objects, and then they they did like shading and stuff to make it so that they weren't just like fixed on the screen like you like I was watching um Space Jam on Easter cuz it's like the perfect Easter movie and you know it's 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 good I'm not saying it's not it's not good it's it's good but like who framed Roger Rabbit walked so Space Jam could run where, like, the shading and stuff, like, and, and putting him with uh, Eddie Valiant is what made it so that we could have Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan on the screen together. Like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit just did so many groundbreaking things. It's, I yeah. But I would say the weakest thing about it, the or the thing I dislike the most, I guess, I, the, it's super reaching. So the two things I can think that I don't like are Judge Doom, just because he scares the shit out of me, 
But I think that that means he's a great character mm-hmm. and that Christopher Lloyd did a good job. So that's why I, I like I had a hard time saying it. But like if we're like, oh, I didn't like this. I don't like Judge Doom. He gives me nightmares. But I also am super annoyed that they did put a content warning for t- tobacco depictions. But like Eddie Valiant is lit that entire movie. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. I don't even like, remember anyone smoking, really, but, like... Uh, Baby Herman. Yeah, that makes sense. But I thought that was just to show that he wasn't, like... A baby. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I, I, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, Eddie Valiant was definitely... Lit that whole movie. Yeah. And even then, those are both, like, super nitpicky things that really aren't weaknesses of the movie. They're weaknesses with, like, A, how I feel about certain characters, but also then what Disney Plus has done. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing I can really think of, so. I also think, like, Disney Plus is, like, I don't know. I'm having this weird thing where they're telling me about tobacco depictions, right? And, mm-hmm. like, in The Little Mermaid, Grimm smoked a pipe once. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that's a tobacco to, to, to tobacco depiction, but, like, I don't know. I'm sure there's other shit they could have warned us about if that's what they're gonna do. Well, that's just because it's in kids' media, and, you know, there is that attitude where people think smoking is cool because it's in the media so much. Yeah, I guess. I get it, but, like, Grim's not cool. Grim is the coolest. You call literally called him your boy. Well, yeah, he's my boy, but like he's not try like he's not trying to be cool. Like he's not like the Fonz or that's, anything like that. That's usually what's usually so cool about people is when they aren't trying to be cool. The Fonz is just effortlessly cool. Grim is not like so is Grim. Cool. You're okay. All right, you win. Don't come for my boy. Yeah. I mean, for yeah, Roger Rabbit, for me, it was just dope as hell. What? Like, it's just a good movie. Yeah. You have to pick your high and your low. I'm working on it. I got confused about tobacco depictions, because why is that a thing and not, like, alcoholism? I know, that's what I said. I know, I was thinking about it. Well, good. Uh, my high was... Me. Of course. But I think it was, like... Honestly, the vibe... I know this going to sound weird. But, like, you got you such like, like, a vibe from this movie. Vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and it was just funny because of cartoons. It, oh, I are liked you saying that. you liked the vibe? Yeah, I liked the vibe. That was the oh. high. I thought you were saying you did not like the vibe. No, I dug the vibe. Yeah, got it. Got it. What I did not like was probably... Eh, I would say there's some some storytelling details that they didn't, like, flesh out well enough. Like, some stuff that I just kind of knew you were, like... Oh, yeah. And I was like, like the brother and stuff. Yeah, and I that's probably just because I watched it a whole lot. But like, I wish it, some of that stuff could have been fleshed out a little more. 
Yeah, and I don't even think fair. they need to be explicit about it because it is kind of like a film noir kind of thing to leave you to your own devices. But like, some of us don't do much with our own devices. I just mean like, some of us don't give do them a little more devices. Give it a little more story. I would have liked to know more about how fuckface Magoo gave a murder to Valiant Number One. Good old FF Magoo. Yep. My boy. I uh would have also liked if they left the deleted scene in about while we're talking about it, where with uh Acme's funeral. I feel like that is such a missed opportunity. Mm. But yeah, so who framed Roger Rabbit? Then next was Oliver and Company. I liked I love the music in Oliver and Company, actually. Like, fucking Why Should I Worry is just a song that, like, if I think about it, it's stuck in my head for, like, the next four days. Mm, okay. And I love how cool Dodger is. Like, even though he's a dick, like, I he, he to me, is just, like, just so fucking cool. It's, like, the coolest dog I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my God. To me, he tries too hard to be cool. Nah, so he's man. not cool anymore. Yeah, he's so cool. And I love... I love when characters just care about each other. So, like, him jumping to rescue Oliver when Oliver scratched Sykes' hand to get him to let go of Jenny. And Dodger was like, all right, I gotta go get my cat. Gotta go get him. And I love it. All right, so what didn't you like? I feel like all the characters in Who Fr- No, in Oliver and Company are just very, like, one layered yeah I was gonna say that's my thing is everyone's flat except for maybe Oliver and Jenny I know I think I think they're flat too Jenny's just a nice girl who loves her pets Oliver's a cat that just wants to be loved and have a family Uh, yeah I mean you're not even I was trying to stretch for Oliver and Jenny just because I like cats and I relate no character development in that movie at all yeah it wasn't great yeah. Which is probably why I don't like it, because I don't feel like anyone grew or anything like that, and that's, like, a bummer. Yeah. What was your favorite thing about it? Jenny loved her cat. Gizmo literally just came over here and shoved me to get me to put my arm down, and then he laid down right on top of my arm. He's the best. Oh, you turned your camera on so I could see. What a cuteness. Little Chihuahua man. He's my boy. Like I don't know what it is lately, but I feel like we've just really come around a corner where like he's my dog. What do you mean? I like he, I feel like he really feels safe with me now, and he trusts me and stuff. Oh. Like he's doing stuff that he used to not have the confidence to do before. Like we, he used to. I would have to like drag him into uh, his dog training classes, and now like he's at the door wagging his tail, ready to go in because he knows that's where he gets hot dogs. But he still doesn't like face kisses. Neither do I. Yeah, but you both, you let me give them to you. Gizmo tries not to. Okay, so then after that was uh, what did you like about Oliver and Company? I was trying to hope that we could just move past it. No, Courtney, you have um, to try. I told you I liked Oliver and Jenny. Because they were a cat and a nice girl. 
Yeah. It's not something you like about Oliver and Company. It's just like you like cats. I like that Jenny needed a cat friend and it made her happy because her family sucked. I don't think you're trying very hard here. I'm trying really hard because I really didn't like that movie at all. You like Einstein? I don't even remember who that is. Oh, he was the Great Dane. Because now you're laying on my hand. Yeah, but Einstein wasn't enough to ever want to watch that movie again either. Okay. Then after that was Little Mermaid. That's your favorite. Yeah. So what was your favorite thing about The Little Mermaid? The colors. Say more about that. Stop giving me just two-word answers. I need to give you two-word answers because I feel like it stands on its own. It's super fucking dope. The colors, it's very, very, very vibrant under the water, which is really neat. They use colors. You know when I got mad that in, when we went to see the stage show of Beauty and the Beast and they had hot pink fucking dresses in the Beauty and the Beast stage show in Disney? Mm-hmm. You could have hot pink dresses in the Little Mermaid one and it would make sense. Yeah, you could. It, that is the, the that is where you have your color oh god colors because that's what it's supposed to be uh, so I like it the thing I didn't like was probably I mean I came around a little bit for the the Eric and Ariel romance today. A little bit. You come around so hard on that. I did come around hard. But I wish, like... I wish becoming a human was more to her than being with him. It was. That's all. Because I, 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 I got the romance because they just... He was way into her. She was way into him. I get it. It's great. But we also made the point that she wanted to turn into a human before she even met him. I did. I don't think the movie did. Yeah. Enough. Because her whole thing I was... you if you don't think the movie did. I guess because people out there still make the argument. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, it, it wasn't e easy to defend. It was literally just because she collected a bunch of human shit. And then her actions after that point where she had the opportunity to become human, it wasn't so much that she wanted to, like... You know, be human. It was, I want to make out with Eric. Okay. Oh, my phone died. My favorite thing was... Yes, no. Stop. I'm being naughty. My favorite thing was... It's a good story. Yeah. It is. It's a really good story. Like, the movie moves. Like, at no point was I bored. I was like, nope, this is happening. This is happening. Like, it just, it, it, I think that's one of the things that people like so much about the Renaissance movies. And one of the things that the Renaissance movies do really well is that everything that's used feels like it belongs there. Like, when we watched the lead scenes, I was like, nope, 100%. Like, I get why these were deleted. Mm -hmm. Like, there were a couple, like, 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 we, as people who like the movie so much, are like, we would have loved more detail, but why are you so terrible? But 
we've also seen a million times so we want all that detail because we've seen a million times like if we were like just seeing it for the first or second time we were kids we might not have had the room cognitively for all the extra details yeah okay so i really like the story of it the thing i don't like i i really just don't like the special effect they do with the water i don't (sighs) I accept. I think it looks cool, but you you don't have to like everything I like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then are you ready to do our lists? Yeah. Okay, did you so narrow it down, did... or did you just give up? I I didn't even try. As soon as you were, as soon as you didn't fight me, that I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do fifteen, and then we'll get to your ten. There was a thing was I wanted really to tell hard. you on the on the pa pa podcasts and i don't remember what it was should have written it down i thought i'd remember well that seems very silly knowing what we know about you yeah so you gotta go for four whole ones before i'm even involved and do you have a runner-up still, or did you... No, I, I, I didn't do a runner-up. Okay, I do have a runner-up, and I'm going to say it near the end, because you're going to yell at me, and I don't want you to yell at me at the beginning. Because it's the one you said you cheated on, right? Yeah. Okay. It's not even so a fit- huge cheat. I, I, I'm ready to defend. There was a thing that I was like, Courtney's going to do this, and it's going to annoy the fuck out of me, and I bet it's that. I don't think so, but go on. Okay. Okay, so number 15 for me was Lady and the Tramp. Oh, yeah, they're not even on my list. No. And see, I struggled because I don't like that he's so, so condescending to her and that he's like a player and she changes him. But you can't watch Bellinate and not think that they are one of the most romantic Disney couples. It, like, it's such a romantic scene and, like, it's such an iconic scene when he scoots the meatball to her. See, so I would yeah. agree that that's romantic, but I don't think they're a romantic couple just because they had a romance moment. I I think that that romance moment is so big that it counts. Also, mm-hmm. he killed a rat for her. And Chris kills a rat for me. Does that count? Cleo killed a rat, rat for me a bunch of times. That's super romantic. Cleo <laughs> loved you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, number 14. Why are you choosing to do this? What's he doing? Do you not see him just, like, shoving his head in between me and the microphone? He just loves you. To the back of his head. He's like, you never lay down here. <laughs> Good. Just no. lean around. Oh, that yawn in the microphone. Oh. Leaned around the, like, the breathing guard to, to lick his lips. And then yawn into the microphone. Oh, he's so okay. sweet. I'm just going to scoot you, okay? No. Oh, he hated that. No, he, he's fine with scoots. Okay. So then next was Esmeralda and Phoebe. Oh, oh no, I forgot a couple on my list. Already? Yeah. Okay, Lady and the Tramp were my runner-up. Oh, no. Okay. Don't you so, want to just make uh, this other couple your runner-up so it could be a surprise before number one? No, because I love them even more. Okay. Okay, I have to figure out where they go now. Okay. Okay, so then my actual 15 is Esmeralda and Phoebus. Okay. But they're not romantic, 
like in the classic sense. I just think, oh, you know what, maybe they're my runner-up. Because I just think that they have so much chemistry. They're muy caliente. Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, so I, I guess they're not romantic. I guess they, they're just really hot. Okay. And Are I they like your runner-up so runner then? Up. Yeah, they're my runner-up. So no, Lady and the Tramp or 15? Yeah. Okay. So then my 14 is Pongo and Perdita. Excellent. With their little cute meat cute, and they're getting married in front of the stained glass, and they have puppies together, and they go out adventuring to get their puppies back. They're my 14. Okay. So I thought you were going to have more of a conversation with me about it, so I paused. No, I I, there's nothing I need to... Nothing I need to say about that. You're okay with them being there? I guess. I feel like everything under 10 doesn't matter, though, so. <laughs> well, that's hurtful. <laughs> 13 is Aladdin and Jasmine. Oh, okay. I really think it's romantic when he's like, do you trust me? And how she recognized him from the do you trust me? But otherwise, his their entire relationship is just like him lying to her. And lies are not romantic, are they, Momo? Okay. I'm laying on my headphones cord. Okay. Uh, number 12. And this changed because of today. Is Aurora and Phillip. Mmm. They used to be the couple I thought was like the, pr- the princess and prince that I thought were the most romantic. And then sitting here and writing this list out, I was like, nah, they're so much more romantic than them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not even cute. on my list at all. But it is cute that, like, they loved each other so much, even though they didn't know they were the prince and the princess. Did yeah. Ariel know Eric was a prince? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so at first. I think he just took her home, and she was like, wow, human houses are really dope. Probably, yeah. Well, they are my number 11. Excellent. Because it was super romantic that they fell in love. And they couldn't speak. And I'm having a whole awesome. thing because. Okay, never mind. I'll tell you about it when we get to mine. Are they on yours, Courtney? Well, yeah, and so is someone else that you talked about. Do you see my cute brown eyes? Yes. No, you need to stay back here. You can't go lay near the microphone. So, uh, they're my number 10. And I like that I really was happy when I realized that that he was playing her song on the flute. I thought that was super cute. They're your number 10? I thought you said they were 11. They are my 11. I meant to say 11. Who's number 10? Number 10 are Giselle and Robert from Enchanted. I don't have them. Yeah, you've never seen that movie. Yeah. But they're very cute because he's like... She's like me, where she's just, like, bright-eyed and hopeful and believes in love. And then Robert's like you, where he's really realistic. And, like, so she breaks into song at some point, And he's like, and then some, like, background people break into the song. And he's like, oh, they know the song, too? And then some more people break into the song. He's like, how does everyone know this song? And, like, he's just, like, and, like, I don't want to spoil it for you, but he just makes some sacrifices for her. It's very... They're, they're very romantic. And they have a very romantic song. My friend Billa, 
he gets really, really drunk, and then every time he hangs out at our house, he gets super drunk, and if John get lets him anywhere near the topic of Disney movies, he ends up putting the song on and he sings it, but he, like, makes eye contact with John because he wants to watch John watch the scene. Okay. And it makes John, like, super uncomfortable. Right. So... you're number 10. Well, I feel like I need to tell everybody that you just went rogue and picked 15, and I, I, I like, Fuck, I'm, not, I'm like, I'm not narrowing down at all. And I struggled to even get to 10. Like, struggled hard. Like, I had, like, Did you remember seven, couples, and I was like, yeah, that's think good. Of any romantic couples? And then my runner-up isn't even romantic, huh? I knew they, I knew you Now, my runner-up is romantic. Right. You're, you're just gonna fight me about it, and I'm gonna, I'm ready for it. I think it's romantic. Anyway... My number 10 is Pocahontas and John Smith. Oh, Courtney. I know. I don't know. I don't oh, know. Courtney. She liked him a lot. Yeah. Can't say it's not a little romantic. The movie is romantic, but the, the knowing how Disney completely rewrote history to force it makes it a bad taste. I know, but like... I'm not looking at it like it's history. I'm looking at it like it's a story that Disney told me. Yeah, it's... If you can erase everything outside of it and just focus on the movie, it is romantic. Yeah, I don't know. Give it a try. They weren't no, even... I... I Like I said, everything under seven. Well, I will say eight. Everything under eight didn't really matter so, to me. Okay. Who was your nine? Jasmine and Aladdin. Do you want to talk about them since I already talked about them? Uh, I guess they're romantic. He's a dick. He lies. He yeah, he lies. And she seems like a nice lady. Yeah, but he And I guess it's okay that he comes clean and they work through their problems. She would like him for him. Yeah, I don't care. He lied to her. Yeah, but he lied out of insecurity. I that doesn't excuse it. No, I used it as a reason to put them low too. I just think you're very unforgiving. Yeah. My number nine were Hercules and Meg. Oh, they're way higher on my list. They were the ones I forgot, and then I like had to rush and put them in there. But I'm. You see, they would be higher. They, uh, this list is all fucked up. I'll have to update it for the one at the end. You see, this is what happens when I try and rush this instead of taking a couple days to think about it. So they would be higher for me, but right now, as it stands, without me like having time to think about it, yeah. No, they're higher. But, yeah, I like Hercules and Meg. I like that she tries not to be in love with him because she's all broken and jaded from someone else. And then, like, she can't help but, like, have feelings for him. And I like that he, he like, he really, he, he, he is willing to give everything up. His life, then his status as a god, everything he thought he wanted. He just was like, no, it, it's not as important to me as being with her. And, like, it's super sweet. It's, it's kind of like Little Mermaid, though, now that I'm saying it out loud. But for some reason, we shade Ariel for it, but we don't shade it, uh, fucking Hercules. I can tell you sweet. why, but we'll go on. Anyway. I, I mean, um, I'll tell you when we get to it with mine. But, yeah, like, so, yeah, he loves he loves Meg so much. Meg loves him even though she tried not to. 
Gizmo's kind of a pain. Why do you have to lay right in front of the mic? Why can't you lay over here? Um, so yeah, I know I, I, I they both I love Meg so much that I feel like she does drag that that the couple up higher for me. But that's my number nine. Do you want me to do my number eight? Oh, my number eight's Roger and Jessica Rabbit. <gasps> that's cute. I didn't even think about them. Yeah. Cause they just talk really, about it. Well, they just really love each other. She knows his favorite kind of food. She, she loves him. She him. makes him laugh. Or she made. Remember? Remember? He she's makes... like, she's like, you were so brave, and he's like, was I really? And she's like, yeah, better than Goofy. Yeah. She's a. They're very supportive of each other. And when um. All that stuff comes out about her with Acme or whatever. He doesn't believe it out the gate, and he doesn't, like, go home and, like, scream at her and fight her. He actually tries to defend her to other people and stuff. Sweet. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't doing it. She she posed for the photos because she wanted him to be able to work. Mm -hmm. My number eight are Anna and Kristoff. Oh, they're way higher on my list, too. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm concerned about your life choices the more we do this. <laughs> no, I think my other ones are really good. I think you'll be proud of me. Okay, tell me. No, I'm afraid of my life choices. No, stop. It was a joke. Um, I love that Anna's kind of like naive and easily distracted and flaky, but Kristoff loves her. And so, like, even when she, like, has to go, like, because Anna and Elsa have a very complicated relationship, and it has a lot of, like, baggage attached. So, uh, so it's, it's, it, therefore, it's something that she's continuously focused on and working on, and he's never jealous of that. Like, he's never jealous of the fact that she wants to spend so much time with her sister, and he's, like, I mean, like, Elsa's a part of their relationship in a way, like, where, you know... Well, I'm sure they go out and they do date stuff just them, but, like, they also are, like, doing charades and stuff with her. So it's nice that, like, like, when she comes up and she's like, I'm sorry I left you. He's like, that's okay. My love isn't fragile. And then, like, you know, when, um, when he sees that she needs help with something, it's not like, oh, here, like, I'll take over. It's always like, what can I do to help you? Like, it's very much like he sees her strengths. Mm -hmm. and he sees her needs, but he doesn't look at her needs as weaknesses. He just looks at them as, like, part of her. And he just, like, loves and accepts them. What? I can't talk about it because they're later on my list. Okay. So then who's next for you? Number seven is Wally and Eva. Oh, I, I, I thought about them, but I, they did not make mine. And that's it. saying that Wally, I only ever saw Wally once, so they must have made a big impact on my brain. Because he just, he adores Oh her. my god, I think I know who your runner-up is, and I'm, if it, if I'm right, I almost did the same thing. But we'll see. I, I want to see. I'm going to stand by You have no idea. I I want to know who you guess. think it is, but that's okay. Well, Wally, I'll, I'll guess when we get there, okay? Okay. Wally okay. just adores her. He does, and all he wants to do is hold her hand, and that's so romantic, because yeah. that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, that's all. He just, 
he values her so much and that's the most sweetest ever what's your number seven my number seven are david and nani i don't even know who that is nani from lilo and stitch and david oh okay we're uh, like David and Nani were like definitely a thing before her parents died and she had to take over Lilo and like so she, you know David and her have to kind of take a back seat and he still like is doing everything he can to be there for them but like not in an overwhelming way. I'm realizing that we probably are learning a lot about each other's love languages doing this. Where like, you know, he helps her find the job even though she doesn't ask him to and like he goes surfing and stuff with them and like he's just always there when she needs him but like he's never like Hey, can we do like 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 he's never like forcing himself on her. I don't time, even remember who d d David is. I can't. I don't even remember him in the movie. Well, now we'll watch it and you'll maybe think about it. Okay. Please stop licking me. I don't like it. But you kiss his face and he's not allowed to kiss your face. Yeah. That's not fair. I pay for his food. That's still not fair. He has autonomy. You left to go chew on a bone. Okay. Okay, who's your number six? Tarzan and Jane. You know, I had the hardest time. I almost put Tarzan and Jane on mine, too. They were the ones, like, honestly, like, I sat with them for a long time. In fact, I probably, if I had worked harder on this list, they probably would be on here, and, like, fucking other Lady and a Tramp wouldn't have been. Yeah, Tarzan and Jane are... They are pretty fucking cute. yeah. Like when I she like... jumps off the boat and runs through the water for him. Yeah, I like that she... She didn't really dig him until she got to know him a little more, and that's kind of what I think the romance is. That's why I like it, when they get to know each other and like each other. Yeah, and like, again, they like... They, they had a huge language barrier, and mm -hmm. they still like grew to like each other despite that. Yeah, so who's your number six? My number six are Rapunzel and Eugene. What? Number six? She was his new dream. No, I mean, like, they should be, like, number two. No. Oh. But yeah, like, like I, you know, he was all focused on the crown and stuff, and then, like, helping her meet her dream helped him realize that he didn't want superficial stuff anymore. Okay. And everyone says that that at last I see the light thing is like one of the most romantic Disney things. It's not for me, but like it's very pretty. But like for everyone to think it's that romantic means it is romantic. Oh, it is super wrong. romantic. It's okay if you're wrong about it. Yeah. The number five. Did you do your number six? Huh? Did you do your number six? That was Tarzan. I'm first now. It's it was Tarzan and Jane. Okay. Number five is b b b b b <laughs> Bell and Beast. That's Talk not about my, it. That's my number five. Why? I like that she didn't like him until she got to know him again. That that's that's generally the except I throw that out the window a little bit, but and he she doesn't change him. He wants to change 
to be deserving of her, which I feel is kind of cute. Yeah, it is cute. He doesn't, she doesn't change him. He changes because he wants to be who she, he thinks she deserves. Yeah, like, she doesn't try to make him be any differently. She'll tell him he's a dick and stuff and, you know, but overall I think he wants to be better for her and I'm sure he still has a bit of a temper and stuff, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I like it. So who's your five? Belle and Beast. Oh, really? Yeah. Neat. I I put live action, but then, like, thinking about it, it's really both of them. I love, like, the scene where she's reading Romeo and Juliet to him because, like, he just loves listening to her read. Mm -hmm. And, like, one of my favorite compliments I've ever gotten from somebody was that they loved listening to me talk about things I was excited about. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't something they liked, because it was just so nice being able to listen to someone talk about something that they were so passionate about. And I was like, that's like a really nice thing to say. Like, because, you know, I think, especially those of us with, like, parents who sometimes are more of a damper than um, whatever gasoline is. Like, uh, some of us are to- are kind of raised to dim our light a little bit, because we are taught that we might be too much for people or a little overwhelming and so like you kind of grow up having this idea that like you might be a bit too much or like bell in um the town was weird for reading so much so like when you find someone who like sees your weirdness and finds it something special about you or something that they like about you or for me like my passion and like how excited easily excitable i am it's nice when someone sees that and they view it as like an asset and something endearing. And I think that that's something I really like about Belle and Beast because this is something she loves so much despite all these people ridiculing her for it. And this thing that she loves so much, he loves how much she loves it. And mm-hmm. so he doesn't read a lot from we, we, that we get the impression, but he loves how much she loves to read. Yeah. Although in the live action, he does love reading, and that's nice, too, because, like, he's literally going through and, like, pointing out authors to her, and just, like, them having this, like, bond, and then she wants to travel, because she never got to travel, and so when he, she asks to go to Paris, he's like, oh my god, I love France, and he's, like, so excited, and, like, so I, I love both versions very much for different reasons, but I do feel like, you know, when people dismiss this as, like, a Stockholm Syndrome thing, I think they're missing so much of, like, the strength in Belle's character because she doesn't fall in love with the beast, her captor. She falls in love with the beast, the man he grows to be because of his love for her. Yeah. I agree. Welcome to my TED talk on Beauty and the Beast. You ready for my number four? four. Yeah. It's Hercules and Meg. And here's why I can tell you it's different. Because Hercules... And Meg have more interaction before they both decide that they love each other. Yeah, that's you're right. the difference. Like she's, they become f- friends before, really. He always thought she was a babe. Don't get me wrong. But they go on a date. They hang out. That's and the she difference. She really hurts him, and yeah. he still forgives her for it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's the difference between Ar- Ar- Ariel and Eric and Hercules and Meg. Fair. And saying that, it makes me want to switch them, actually. 
Uh, mine are that my next ones then are Naveen and Tiana, but really it's close to them in, with Beast and Belle for like the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. Like when Naveen, when Tiana and Naveen meet, she kind of judges him because he's just like a playboy. And, like, she works so hard for everything that she, like, looks at how easy he's gotten things and just dismisses him. And then he falls in love with her because of her work ethic, which, again, everyone in the town... They're they're very similar movies in a way. Because, like, everyone in the town makes fun of her for working so hard and, like, you know, thinks that she's working her life away. But she's working so hard for her goals and stuff. And so he grows to love her for her work ethic and then is willing to sacrifice what he what was most important to him for her to have that dream i like it i think the only thing that makes them a little bit higher than beauty and the beast and i'm still not sure about that one is that they both were stuck as frogs and were willing to live the rest of their lives as such together like that's a really like adversity thing where they're like this is, we're stuck this way we're never going to get to be with our families again but we're still happy because we get to be together yeah but i don't know if that makes still makes them higher than beating the beast now that we've talked about beating the beast i don't i don't know i don't remember it so i can't tell you that's fair so who's your number three ariel and eric which is why i feel like i should swap them okay do you want to talk about Ariel and Eric? Uh, it's just uh, today, today it would today changed it because Eric and Ariel were never like there for me, but I was paying attention more to him, and he just was enamored with her as much as she was enamored with him. So I felt like it was okay, and they did go get to know each other a little bit as much as you can without being able to speak and i feel like it was kind of interesting watching how how he um how he learned things about her without her voice like that she was like a little daredevil and jumping or carriage and stuff like and her eccentricity he liked so i liked it yeah My number three are Simba I and Nala. I couldn't hear you. Oh, I said yeah. Oh. My number three are Simba and Nala. Really? Yeah. Okay. I really like the trope of best friends who grow up and fall in love. I actually had no desire to put Simba and Nala on my list, but I thought for a moment about Kiara and Kovu. That's fair. No, I, I like Simba Nala. I like that they were such good friends when they were younger. I like how he was able to recognize her from, like, a thing they did when they were kids. Yeah. I like that Nala has the respect, but also the position in Simba's life where even though they hadn't seen each other since they were kids, she still was like, who the fuck do you think you are? That you're, that you're not Mufasa's son anymore. And, like, is still willing to call him on his shit. To challenge him to be the man that he was supposed to be and could be. And then, like, when he came back, there was no, like, 
resentment or anything around it. It was just like, okay, I'm here to support you then. Like, she was just such a supporting character once he was doing what she believed was his birthright. All right. Yeah. And then even in the sequel, like, you know, she, again, she's very supportive of him, but she's also very much like, dude, like, like she, again, she's very supportive, but she's also calling him when he needs to be called out on it. Like, she's like, you, you are very loving of Kiara and that's great, but you also have to understand that you and she are the exact same and you are policing her in a way that you would have hated when you were her age. So that's my number three. Who's your number two? Eugene and Rapunzel. Do you want to talk about it? They weren't even into each other, and then they were into each other because they got to know each other. You really like that trope? I do. I like when they like each other's personalities more than, like, anything, really. She thought he was a scoundrel. Mm-hmm. He thought she was crazy. Mm-hmm. It just worked out. I know who your number one is. Yeah. But you know who my runner-up is? That's the real question. We'll see. Okay. My number two are um, Carl and Ellie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. They, they, I thought about that, and I was like, nah, Wally and Eva. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think, is it Eva or is it Eve? I think it's Eva. I'm going to look it up for you. Because I looked it up before I typed it on here, but... <laughs> yeah, it's EVE. It stands for Extraterrestrial Vegetation Evaluator. Why did I... Why didn't I Google that? Did it say EVA? Mm. Well, whatever. But, uh, Wally and, and Mo pronounce EVA. That's why I think it's that. Because I remember him yep. going, Eva. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think I really need to explain it. Carl and Ellie are just like... They, I mean, like, they loved each other until they were old age. There's nothing more romantic than that. Yeah. Gonna guess my runner-up then? So at first I thought it was just gonna be, like, two friends. Nope. You were a really strong couple. But now I really think you're going to pick Merida and Merida. I, I said Elsa and herself fight me. So kind of, yeah. For the same okay. reason you would say Merida and Merida. Okay, because I thought it was Merida picking herself because she won her own hand in marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I did it with Elsa instead. But like... Yeah. I don't even feel like Elsa loves herself, though. I feel like the whole first movie was learning to love herself and accept who she was. And then the second one was growing into who she should be. Fair enough. Okay. That's why I felt that way. But yeah, I feel like Merida, Merida, I feel like Merida doesn't even like when she holds herself down. So it didn't work for me. She's like, Merida... Merida is so against being committed, she can't even be committed to herself. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's not for her. But at least I got the right thing. I got yeah. the right thing. Yeah, it was like, and the, I did write, Elsa and herself fight me directly. That is verbatim. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, I feel like it took two movies. Okay. Uh, my, who do your number one? Oh, it's, it's 
Yeah, it's Anna and Kristoff. Let's yeah. do, do your number one first since I know what it is. Yeah, it's Anna and Kristoff. I don't even need to talk about it. They're just... He's supportive. They love each other. Adorable. Their, their relationship goals there. He had a moment of doubt. And then he realized, like, nah, she loves me. It's cool. I like it. You want to guess who my number one is? My ultimate relationship goals? Um, I don't want to guess. Who is it? It's Roger and Anita. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they're just so cute. They tease each other, but they don't, like, cross the line. They, like, support each other through, like, one of life's hardest moments when your dogs get stolen by your crazy, like, friend from school. They have a cute meet-cute. They have a cute little flat in London. Their dogs are in love. They are just delightful. Hmm. Mel melody first, my dear, and then the lyrics. I accept. They're just delightful. I just feel like... For, I feel like Anna and Kristoff were easier for me to, like, see it happening mm -hmm. than Roger and Perdita, who just, like, happenstance met because they both have Dalmatians. <laughs> Their Dalmatians introduced them. Don't you dare take out how hard Pongo had to work. That's what he I, He got like... tackled for this. Yeah, but we don't know, like, what happened in the interim. Like... Yeah, I mean, you're not I wrong. That, but that's I why... I didn't just, like, go get married. That's it's why like it's they just, had like at least coffee. I like the story, getting to know kind of thing, and I don't feel like we got to know them as a couple or how they fell in love. We just got to see them, see each other, and then be in love. That's fair, I, and I agree with you. But their love snapshot was enough it's adorable. for me to yeah. feel like there's enough there that I don't see that I can just go with. Yeah, no, I get it. I just wanted to tell you that's why they didn't even cross my radar that's okay and it's it's a very similar thing through most of my my it's people getting to know each other mm -hmm. except for ariel and eric yeah that's why i switched them with meg yeah yeah i really don't want to do the ender why don't you just copy the one from last time and put it at the end? Because people will start to realize it's the same one. If you like what we did here today, please feel free to give us five stars on the Apple Podcast Store. It always is great when we get to read reviews. It's always great getting new listeners. You know, or recommend us to a friend. If you and someone are talking about great podcasts you're listening to, they're telling you about, you know, My Favorite Murder. You're telling them about, you know, Welcome to Night Vale. Maybe you slip us in there. Time to remember the magic. We're also on Facebook. Time to Remember the Magic is the group name. We will add you. There are questions you can answer to get accepted in, but Courtney won't read them. She'll just accept you anyway. And then when I ask her what they said, she doesn't even remember to tell me before COVID, let alone now. Uh, we put up the, all the poll questions we asked there. Um, I also will ask, when I put this episode up, who your top 10 favorite couples are. So feel free to leave it in the comments. We really like when people participate. I love getting to hear other people's favorite Disney stuff. It's always fun getting to see, like, what someone might like differently than we do, as you heard us talking about uh, reading Ashley's responses. 
Speaking of responses, as you see, uh, we do love getting emails to our time to remember the magic at gmail.com email address. Uh, it's always great getting to hear what people think because we fall into such rabbit holes. So it's always nice, you know, if you like the rabbit hole or if you have feelings about the rabbit hole. Uh, we're also on Twitter at time to remember M and Instagram time to remember the magic where we post the, the album artwork and uh, when episodes are going up. We also have a Patreon if you want to support us a little bit extra, where we put episodes up um, that aren't on our regular channel. Uh, we are doing animated movies that are not Disney in origin. So Courtney and I have to figure out what 80s animated movie we want to do. I think Courtney said she wants to do Care Bears. Care Bears? Uh, I changed my mind. Swan Princess? I think I want to do Fern Gully. It's not 80s. Isn't it? No, I don't think so. Hey, Google, when did Fern Gully come out? 92. American Tale. Hey, Google, when did American Tale come out? 86. Yeah, that's hey, Google, long. when did American Tale Five Goes West come out? 91. It's one of my favorites. We could watch a couple. I mean, what the fuck? True. I think it's all the stuff. Patreon. We're there. We don't have any patrons. That's okay. I just One day. And now when I... When I... When I... When I... I Next time I try to get a sponsor, I'm not going to say I want $25 to talk about your shit. I'm going to say, like, five. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to make it so we could cover your, your cost for a year to host the podcast with one go. It's not possible. It's not happening. I can't hear you. It is not happening. No, I tried. I did it, like, five times. I have to write a whole, a whole, whole, whole thing about it, too. Like, I have to record something without you it's terrible do you miss me yes but i also know you're not gonna do it with me <laughs> i don't want to i know you should just record something with me one time and then just use it every time yeah i have to talk about their product different <laughs> We have to be just generic enough. I really like insert product here. It has made my life so much more convenient. I can't believe that I ever had a life before. Insert product here. I'm not going to tell you the things that denied me, but let me tell you some stuff. One of the things was like a menstrual cup. I was all about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and I told you I would wear a menstrual cup just yeah. to advertise it. And then another thing was some kind of magic journal thing. I don't remember. So I pick anything that has to do with, like, empowering women in periods. That's what I do. Some okay, of them bye. are like, oh, shit, bye. <laughs> you can't do that. That's against the rules. Oh, okay. I didn't click anyway. We're still going. Oh, the end. <laughs>